Hello, my friend, and welcome to this podcast through a trauma-informed lens, Soma, Psyche, and Soul. My name is Aneta Itchak, and I'm your host here. This podcast is for you if you're a heart-centered practitioner who works or wants to work with clients in a more trauma-informed and somatic way. You might be a coach, a yoga teacher or therapist, a healer, holistic wellness practitioner or a body worker. I welcome you here. In this podcast, we are going to explore how we can connect with and support others from a more compassionate and embodied space and in a way that includes the wholeness of our and our clients' felt experience, in a way that includes our soma, psyche, and soul. I will be sharing with you somatic practices and tools that I teach in our trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach training certifications. And I will be speaking with other practitioners who, like me, are on a mission to create safer spaces and make a real positive impact within their communities and the world. I hope you will join me in this conversation and welcome again. So welcome today to this interview. I have a pleasure today to speak with Peter Appel, who is a somatic movement practitioner and trainer. Thank you so much, Peter, for joining me today. Thank you, I'm happy to be here. Lovely, thank you for taking time to, for this conversation. So Peter, I would love you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Thank you. Yeah, I have a quite um, diverse background. I've been a journalist, I've been in uh, business, and then suddenly I got tired about everything happening here in, you know, this place up here. I wanted to include my whole body. And uh, had to do with pain also. Pain is often a part of it. Mm. Pain uh, is a good teacher. It's not the most pleasant one, but it's a good one. So I had a lot of pain in my back that draw me to physiotherapists and body workers and things like that. So that was the start of a long journey. Training, yoga, meditation, dance, different kinds of movement and, and different kinds of body work. And from that, one day, I don't know from where I come, just was sleeping and my body starting to move and I was sleeping and, and also when I wake up in the morning, it wanted to, to move in some ways that Oh, what's going on here? That feels good. So that was the beginning of what I call movingness. That is, it's, uh, it's a method to, to start to feel your body in a deeper way. And recently, lately, I've started to also to understand that movingness is very much about fascia, and also about the vagal nerves. But it didn't start with this intellectual understanding that 
this now i got to 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 find something here but it it just grew out of my own body and i felt that this was some kind of gift you could say that i had to take care of and share with other people because simultaneously i could see that so many people were in the same situation as i had been struggling with their bodies pain in the body not feeling at home in their bodies so i wanted to seek if i could create some kind of framework where people could uh, explore themselves feel themselves be with themselves in a step-by-step way so it doesn't come like the ocean washing over you it's something that you can integrate you can enjoy it becomes a, a, a journey that you can really sort of continue the rest of your life if you like I love that. I love that. And just listening to you, I really get that sense of this energy and the rhythm and the pulsation coming coming through me. And I, I mean, I'm really happy because I had the opportunity to go through your training, the moving nest training. And I found it really so different from anything else that I see out there. Um, it's such a different approach. It's such a rich approach. And it really impacted the way that I practice myself on a daily basis on my mat, the way that I move my body, the way that I understand my body, the way that I see other people in the way that they are embodied within their bodies as well. So I'd love you to say a little bit about your training, about your approach, the movingness. I think you 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 really nailed it there when you say that it comes from within. I mean, if you are listening to your body, for example, when you go to bed at night and you just think that you are moving your hand you can actually feel an activation in the nerves. The body through the thought is already kind of moving, even though physically it's not moving yet. So there's so much to sort of, when you slow down and start to look into the details, there is so much to explore. Because I think that the brain, to to keep everything in 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 order in the body you know, i saw that was someone that uh, compared the body to a supercomputer because there's so much going on all the time and to make things easier the brain is is simplifying automating movements and and thoughts so to really know how you move and how you think you you sort of have to slow down and look into from where does that movement come from where does that thought come from where does that feeling come so it's a really rich way of of exploring and and and, and understanding yourself so that's 
kind of um, the broad way of describing it. But when you do this, you can you can go into movement patterns. You can refine them. You can see okay when I'm doing in this way when I'm moving this way it can feel really good maybe I should put, pay more attention to it or when I'm doing this then I'm touching something that's not so comfortable in my body so maybe I should pay attention to that too so it's really a feedback the body tells you when the body feels okay feels good then you're probably doing something good when it does not feel right then you are probably treating your body in a way that doesn't um, help your body to thrive and we all know that we can can eat some pills or do some stuff to sort of um, keep that pain down but there are important signals and paying attention to them trying to navigate between pleasure and pain or satisfaction and pain that's that's a really good way of being with your body i think i love that i love that i love what you just said that there are signals or warning signs that there is you know if we pay attention to it we we notice what's happening and if we notice what feels good to do more of it or if we notice that there is a pain you know maybe do less of it or pay attention to it and I think this is like it goes so against the culture that we live in which tells us you know you've got to be productive go really fast like if you've got pain take that pill get on with it if you are got cold or flu take a pill keep going it's like you only need to focus on productivity and keep moving really fast as fast as you possibly can whereas what i'm hearing you say is you know slow down a little bit reconnect with the body listen to what the body is saying be more present here yeah i love that I love that. There are a few things that really stood out for me in your training. Um, and one of those things is the pattern movements that you cover within your training that are linked with the movements of different animals, or different be you know, creatures. Could you say a few words about that, please? Yeah, our bodies, um, they they have also ancient memories and we can also find in our bodies uh, all it's like an old museum in a way so there are for example muscles here in our behind our ears so when we hear a sound the muscles are activated but our ears are not moving anymore and uh, we call them wisdom teeth but actually we used them a long time ago to chew roots and so on so a lot of things in our bodies that we don't think of as ancient they are they are pointing to a time very far back in history and i also think that we have rhythms in the body that um, 
Well, first of all, if you look at the walking rhythm, and you could say that movingness is based on the walking pattern. It has been shown that it's very healthy for, for body and mind to, to take these walks. And uh, the studies have shown different things that really are improving. But it's also about the rhythm, I think. So when you walk, you are, you are, you are going into a rhythm that is very ancient. And I used to think about our hips, uh, our lower shoulders, and here we have our upper shoulders, or we can say hips and upper hips, that we really have this animal movement in the body, like a cat or like a tiger or whatever. And this kind of keeps many complicated, complex uh, things together in the body. So when we lose the rhythm, you can see that people stiffen, it's hard to move, it doesn't feel good to move, and there might be other things also. You must feel a little bit depressed, a little bit low, because it's not losing the flowing in the body or so, and so on. So I think rhythm keeps, keeps the body together, all these movements that needs to happen in the body. And, and that's why I'm using these animal you know, patterns as example. We can, we can look at how a fish is moving, how a gecko is moving, and how a tiger is moving, just to get that inspiration and find our ancestral rhythms in the body. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I love it that it's this acknowledgement that it's so primal. You know, it's like your own story of connecting with this way of movement. It's within ourselves. It's within our body. It's natural if only we allow ourselves to slow down, connect with it, give it space, give our body space and that natural rhythm to connect. And um, it's funny that you talk about rhythm. It's it's one of the most important things for me, this rhythm, not only in the way that I maybe practice daily on my mat, not only in the way that I move, but the rhythm in everything, like in the way that I do my work with my clients, the rhythm within my relationships, the rhythm within just daily pace of life. Um, and that rhythm can tell us so much about the quality of energy that we have, about our capacity, um, about our ability to be present with others and with ourselves. It's such a powerful thing. And it always reminds me of that, that nature has got its own rhythm. And as society, we are so disconnected from the seasons, from the rhythm from the natural flow that is all around us. Somehow we've got this, you know, blinkers on and we're just rushing from one thing to another. And then the body then starts speaking to us because we get very rigid. You know, you talk about frozen torso. It's this kind of, 
you know, no movement or the movement is so disconnected from the natural flow and natural rhythm. Yeah, yeah we have kind of outsourced a rhythm. So we, have, we start work a certain time of the day, we stop work at certain time of the day. So we are kind of giving rhythm away. And, yeah. and here we are trying to find our own rhythm and, and see then how we, can, how we can use it together with other people, but finding your own rhythm first. I think that's really crucial. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that really stood out in your course, that that focus on reconnecting within. You know, you a lot of the sessions that you I remember you were teaching were starting from lying down and you were talking about you call it yoga, you, you call it nidra. And if I remember correctly, <laughs> and it's all about this connecting with our in, introspective experience, that introception of this felt sensing and knowing what is really going on how is the alignment what's what's really happening within and only then inviting the movement or exploring the movement um you know even when i think about some of the movements that um that you were teaching us it was always about you know see what's the movement that is kind of welcomed in here and it might be different on each side of the body. I remember specifically this one movement that, you know, on one side, my body wanted to move loads. On the other side, I could hardly move my hips. <laughs> it's like there was so much tightness and tension. And it's this kind of, it allowed me to recognize this pattern of stress, how I hold stress. It's always in the right hip. Mm. And then if I don't pay attention, it moves and then it goes into the, left shoulder and it's just you know there's something so extremely empowering about knowing how you hold that stress or that tension uh, within your body because then you can actually work with it you can do something about it and so i um i wanted to ask you know if there was something i rephrase it What's the kind of thing that stood out the most for you from uh, teaching and working with a lot of practitioners over the last few years? What's the kind of thing that stood out for you? Was there anything that kind of was quite significant? Uh, well, when we work with the body in this way, we are connecting with something like called the feeling body so you could say thinking mind feeling body it's a little bit simplified of course but uh, recent studies um, about fascia has shown that the fascial network in the body uh, it, it contains 250 million nerve endings so it's more it's more sensitive than our skin or our eyes. So when we slow down, we start to feel the body. It can be a very strong experience because we are connecting with fascia, with all these 
memories that we have in the body, it can be a very beautiful experience. But it can also be that there are some memories from the past, some trauma or something that come up. And so we, we go very slowly. And uh, my recommendation is that if, if you if you have um, if if you have um, experienced some form of trauma, it can be that you are, do not feel really safe in your body. Yeah. So in then it's better to do some preparatory work first. That you work with a therapist. Or you go to uh, some kind of cognitive therapy, or, or until you reach that uh, that um, safety in your body that you can you can be with your body without getting overwhelmed by by previous previous traumatic experiences. So during the the, the last teacher training, I had one woman who. She told me later, actually, that she had been through a, a sexual trauma. And she first she denied it, she had a depression, and then she went to therapy, and then she went to a yoga teacher training, which felt like therapy again, but in a more compassionate way. And then she thought that now it's, now I've fixed this. But then when she started the movingness training, she noticed, oh, I still have these memories in my body. In, in, it's still there. And, and she felt that there was a resistance from going from the head to the feeling. But she, she still felt that she was, she was ready for, to do it. And, uh, and, and after the nine, nine months training, she was so happy that she could reconnect with her feelings, with her emotional uh, side. That it was like beginning a new life, she said. So I think there's an enormous strength of feeling the body. But if you have a history of trauma, you need to go slowly and, and test and see where am I now? Can I, can I be with these strong feelings that might come up or do they overwhelm me? If they are overwhelming, take a step back and maybe try again a little bit later. So we are not like rushing into the body if we have a history of trauma. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's certainly the kind of approach that we take, uh, that I take, that I, I um, when I work with my clients and when I work with other practitioners, I think this slowness and really knowing that you don't have to go into it if it feels not right, if it feels overwhelming, if it feels unsafe, you can take a step back. You can actually allow yourself to dip your toe in, do a little bit, and then come back out. It's that expanding your window of tolerance, expanding your capacity for being able to do it. And actually this is what you just said also, it's a really great reminder that different modalities, different practices um, 
allow you to engage with the body in a different way. And they're not necessarily on the surface that might seem like they are somatic practices, but actually they might, you know, they might take you only to a certain level. And other practices will take you much deeper, but it has to be very, very slow. Yeah. And I think it's this kind of understanding for us as practitioners, but also allowing our our clients and our students to decide for this for themselves to give them permission to do that, to come from that space of collaborating, isn't it? It's kind of, it's such a different space rather than saying, I'm an expert and I'm going to tell you what to do and you've got to move like this and this is what you're going to feel or this is what you should feel. And, you know, we're just going to go at the pace that I impose into a very different way of working that is kind of inviting and holding a space and, allowing somebody that choice um, and you know permission to do it or not do it or do it to a degree that feels right for them yeah so here i'd like also to emphasize that i'm not a trauma therapist and and the movingness is not a, a specific method for healing trauma well, we are touching the same areas in the body, mm -hmm. touching fascia, we're touching the working very much with the, with the uh, vagal nerves and so on. Uh, so just to emphasize that when you feel ready, you are very welcome to come uh, and, and see if this can be beneficial for you. And, and also what's a little bit special with movingness, you you talked about it more in a one and one situation but it's that you don't have to follow the teacher you don't have to imitate the teacher the teacher is only there holding space for you and if you feel that like you want to move differently you can do it if you feel that like you want to do less you can do it if you want to do more you can do it so I'm only giving suggestions. We're starting from a certain point, from a certain uh, aspect, but it's a little bit like an art class. Uh, everyone is painting the same tree, but everyone is painting it in a different way. So it's about finding your expression, finding your relationship with your body and your feelings and creating this dialogue. What's going on in my body? How does it feel? Does it feel good for me? And, and creating this um, feeling of safety first and allow the body to relax. Okay, yeah, we are, we are on the same side. We are not fighting with each other. And from there, add a little bit more challenges and a little bit more fun gradually build build upon that but that the safety is there as, as the fundamental feeling when when we when we explore further yeah i love that and i you know i said that to you i hear what you say that you know this is not um particularly focus on trauma but your course comes with trauma awareness the way that you invite people to work with you the way that you lead your sessions the way that you provide even what you just said right 
right now, you know, the, the sense of safety is there and that's the foundation. Um, and that's where the healing happens. You know, that's where the learning, the growth and the healing happens. It doesn't have to be this very direct work um, of focusing on the stories and what happened because through somatic work, you know, we hold everything within our body, within the memories of our bodies. And so by working in this way, it's that that healing happens in here. So I want to ask Peter, if you could uh, share, where can people find you if they are really interested in your course? I mean, for me, it's just just listening to you i could feel how my body was kind of really uh softening and feeling very warm and feeling very comfortable and you know my my body was responding to your energy and your words so if if people wanted to find out more about your course and your training and your work where can they find you well i have a homepage uh movingness.com there you can find information about the courses and uh, you can also find my email address there so you can also write me and ask questions and it's very informal i'm not hiding behind uh, walls if there is something you'd like to ask or discuss you can freely write me lovely Thank you so much, Peter, for taking time to talk with me today. Um, and as I said, I highly recommend your course. So if anybody wants to deepen their connection and understanding with uh, their somatic experience, with their body, um, yeah, your course is the one to go for, definitely. Thank you for, so much for taking time today to speak with me. Thank you, and thank you for your warm words. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you are interested in our training certifications at Golden Mandala Yoga Soma Institute, I invite you to visit our website, www.anettai.co.uk, where you can find all the information about our training certifications, uh, trauma-informed somatic teacher and coach for women and trauma-informed yoga teacher, as well as thriving business mandala coaching program. I look forward to connecting with you more. Mm -hmm.